0: On today's Intelligent Money Minute, I'll interview Larry Siegel, the director of the CFA Institute Research Foundation and investment management author on how to invest in a world of negative interest rates.
1: Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charterholder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high-net-worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake.
0: Larry, we've talked in other podcast episodes about your book, Fewer, Richer, Greener. Today, we've seen unprecedented negative interest rates. Can you help our intelligent investors understand how they can invest in a world of negative interest rates?
2: I think that we're in an unprecedented environment. Uh, Most environments feel like they're unprecedented. The newspapers are littered with people saying it's different this time. Nothing like this has ever happened before. But if you look back 5,000 years, and I've actually done this, there have never been negative interest rates until the last 10. No, no, yes, no matter how good the credit of an issuer, uh, you know, the ancient Romans got down to 4%. In the Renaissance, there was one country or bank that was one point something, that's good credit. And in the United States, we got down to less than one in the 1930s, and then again in the early 2000s. But negative interest rates now prevail for a quarter of the world's bond market capitalization what does that mean? It means that you're locking in a guaranteed loss over very long periods. Some of the negative interest rates run out you know, 10 years or longer, and it's pretty close to negative for 30 years in the, in the central part of the European Union where countries have the best credit. So how do you invest when the riskless rate is negative? Well, there are two things you can do. You can take more and more risk, hoping that equities continue to go up, or you can budget for much lower returns. And Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, said that you should budget for it. Taking more and more risk is crazy because sometimes the market goes down and stays down, and there's no guarantee that the risk will pay off. Taking more risk in the pursuit of more return only works when it does, and it's called risk because it might not work. So what does it mean to budget for lower returns? Well, you have to save more, spend less, and that's what people are doing. You can see it in the economic data. People are saving more. But I'm not sure that investors are fully aware of how low those returns really could be. You, you could lock in about 3% in fairly safe bonds right now. But if inflation is 2 you know, you're making 1% a year and that's, that's nothing. <laughs> After you pay taxes, it's, it's probably negative. So basically you wind up, uh, if you're a risk-averse investor, just spending your own money without the possibility of a large profit unless the risks pay off.
0: I liked your idea about saving more, spending less. I think uh, that's great advice. you know, To our intelligent investing audience, if you can live below your means at whatever salary level you're at, I think that you're gonna reap the dividends in the long run. If you can just be content with what you have, spend less than you make. I liked your idea about budgeting for lower returns as opposed to taking on more risk. I think just setting proper expectations, like you mentioned, Jack Bogle and Vanguard their long-term capital market expectations are much lower than they have been in the past. And I think we tend to anchor on those higher returns that we've been told we should achieve.
2: Uh, Yeah, opportunity isn't dead. And just from dividend yield and share buybacks, you can get about four. So with no capital gains at all, the rate of return on equities is, is still going to be higher than the rate of return on bonds in the long run. But what I anchor on is the number negative 57. Do you know what that is?
0: Negative 57. I'm guessing that is from peak to trough, the uh, recent bear market for the S&P you, 500.
2: Uh, yep. Amazing, is And we recovered from it fairly nicely, but there was no guarantee.
0: Well, that's why it's investing and why you want people to invest in the long run. I think it's a good reminder, though, negative 57. I also was told, I think, by Larry Sweater that there have been three 14-year periods where T-bills outperformed the S&P 500.
2: I can do this off the top of my head, 1929 to, I think, 1945, which is 16 years. But I, I, I don't know what happened to T-bills. Uh, but I know the stock market was flat. 1966 to eighty. Two is sixteen years and then
0: two thousand to twenty thirteen. Wow. That that was a bonus right there. That's amazing the memory recall. It's great talking to somebody like you who is a historian and has studied it because I think if we don't learn from history, we're we're bound to repeat it. This podcast was recorded in November 2019, and the rates, returns, and other references mentioned may not reflect today's environment. History doesn't repeat but it often rhymes. You can either take more risk and hope equities go up, or you can budget for lower returns. The prudent investors will save more and spend less, and these are the principles we teach our clients. We'd be honored to have you consider becoming a client. To learn more, please visit investedwithyou.com and click on Get Started. Once again, that's investedwithyou.com and click on Get Started.